The Ectoplasm Show is brought to you by North KC's Big Rip Brewing Company. Lighten up dark matter, have a craft beer. Welcome to Paranormal Warehouse. Paranormal Warehouse is the ultimate social media website for paranormal investigators and researchers. Create a profile, add friends, upload video, audio, and photographic evidence. Discuss theories and techniques in the forum. Create a group for your team or find a team to join. Watch, listen, and comment on evidence uploaded by other users. Join today and support Paranormal Unity. It's free. Visit ParanormalWarehouse.com to join. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're waiting for you. Just recommend the ectoplasm show. It's science, bitches. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the ectoplasm show. My name is Josh Hurd, and joining me, a couple good pals. We've got Jason Koopsik and Eric Ensbrenner. What the fuck is going on, Mama Jamas? What's up? Just living the dream. Living the dream. Just living it. What is the dream? I don't even fucking know anymore. Know. Hey, uh, I just want to say, Hi, guys, guys, happy election day, motherfuckers. What's up? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how happy it's going to be no matter what. Uh, Vote or die, bitches. Hey, I'm just glad the bullshit's about to be over, okay? Well, I don't know if the bullshit's about to be uh-huh. over if it's just starting. Like, I don't know yet, but we're, we're going to find out really soon, I promise. What I don't understand is for this whole election process whatever the last five days only five days i have had phone call after phone call in the evening of i don't answer except i don't recognize the number right but it's people calling to make sure on november 8th you vote yes for this blah blah or vote for so and so i'm like when the you guys are just doing this now well, the now. local stuff they only have the money to do it so close plus they figure nobody's going to remember the local shit unless it's right before i would guess yeah i guess but what the shit that they're calling me about is stuff that's not even pertinent to me like i can't even vote on it if i wanted to yeah it's kind of ridiculous is that your shit, cell phone or your uh my cell phone my home phone i don't have no my cell phone i don't get calls for that i haven't got calls that my wife gets calls but i i don't not yet or haven't yeah. You're breaking up really bad. Is he breaking up for you too, Eric? Yeah. As Iowa internet. Have you gotten uh, that figured out? No, so here's the deal. Um so I've got a guy coming tomorrow or as you guys are listening to this today. This afternoon the goddamn mamma jamma, he'll be at my house trying to unfuck the uh the Iowa internet situation. I hope it happens. Yeah, cuz it's uh pretty bad you've been frozen there's your video has been frozen for 
Probably about 30 seconds or more. That sucks. It and sucks, like, guys. Yeah, corn in the wires. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucked up. Can you guys hear Looks it a little like better now? Looks like a UFO just landed in the cornfield behind you and took out some uh, cable lines. <laughs> All we need is that fiber. That's what we need. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to happen, I'm an though. A- I'm going to ask them. We would have fiber. You guys got oh, fiber? Shit. No, we don't have it. We have okay. AT&T that they've been talking about getting the fiber for a long time, and they haven't. And we have another company called Vive or whatever. And it, we just... We uh, all we have over here is fucking Wi-Fi, basically. It's just Wi-Fi. The Wi-Fi. <laughs> you got that's, the Wi-Fi. That's all we got. I'm going to read a toast here. Let's to toast it up. Wifey. Let's toast it up. It's short and sweet. Um... Here's to the here's to the tongue of woman. It never wears out. Take that as you might. That's the whole toast. That fucking adds from hundred years ago. Cheers. Chink. Oh, hell yes. So we do have some texts here. Let me a second, and I'll pull them up. Not even a second. I got them right here. But <laughs> you just Let give me a second. See. Give me a second. Um, here, I'm going to try to play it on so you guys can hear it. And you can, Twitch do that? can hear it. There's a voicemail. Oh, fuck yeah. Play it. I'm going to take off my thing on my microphone. Excuse the sound. Just you going to take it off? Second. Take it all off. I had to take off the little fuzzy thing because so <laughs> it'll hit first time. I'm just going to play it from my phone. Right, here we go. Take the fuzzy thing off. It's Oh, hold on. I need to put it on speakerphone. Sorry. No, you're fine. I only play. Here we go. Yo, gentlemen, I'm at work, so I got to make this quick, but I'm getting caught up on your shows, and I just heard the one where you talk about the natural flavorings being beaverings, and I've actually heard about that a long time ago, and my question always was, who is the moron that tasted that for the first time? Hey, Bob, look at Beaver's ass. It's only for sweet. You know what I'm saying? Like, who, who is the brainchild behind that operation? That's nasty. Hashtag Beaver is nasty. Peace out, gentlemen. Uh, of course, it's from our good buddy Shaggy. Oh, man. He, he raises a very good point. You know it? He does. I don't know who's the who's licking beaver asshole, but you know. Well, I hope he makes well, more I, money than guess, than we do. You know what I mean? My yeah, my guess is that some backwoodsman who kills beavers that you know they back in the day they would use every part of the animal, and uh, they just got to a part where they're like, because it's not actually the anus; it's just right next to the anus. Pretty, anyways, they're probably close. starving, and they're like, try that. And they're like, oh man, yeah. that's heaven. It's pretty oh, close sweet. to the anus, that's, though. <laughs> it's really, really close. Like you're you're eating beaver taint. That's what it is. <laughs> it's fucking gross. It's chewy. <laughs> God, that's all awesome, right. We though. got a couple other texts here too. We got, hey, hey, your friend Heather Kessler here. First off, thanks for thanks a lot for bringing beaver butt juice to my attention. <laughs> Makes me feel weird since I could 
care less when it comes to ice cream. And Josh, I feel you on the chocolate milk. Pork rinds, I can only assume, smell like Bigfoot's dick. Yuck. (laughs) Also, about foreign language syndrome, what the fuck makes you think our brains are capable of anything crazy shit hope y'all had a awesome had an awesome halloween shit yeah shit yeah uh, uh, let's see that's a couple other things here i did get a lot of people talking about how much they liked uh uh pork rinds i'm glad that there's some love for the pork rinds out there our buddy Sleep out in California yeah. called about that black-eyed kid den out there, the breeding ground. Oh, yeah. Oh, he, thought, he thought we meant um, Arcadia. He thought I was reading it wrong, but it is Arcata. It's A-R-C-A-T-A, and it's in northern California and not close to where he is because he said he was going to go down there in a heartbeat and try to find it for us. That'd be awesome. Unfortunately. He's too far away from it. Road trip. Yeah, there's a guy that uh, Eric didn't must not listen to our show. Um, I, I do listen to most of them. Yeah, last week we had a story about a guy that died after he was visiting somebody in Arcata, California, and after the visit, he went instead of stopping or going straight to his hotel, he stopped at a bar. And ended up going home with the bartender, who ended up being the owner. And had weird, crazy sex with her. And in the middle of the night, woke up and went downstairs. And there was a bunch of black-eyed kids just wandering around the house doing things. What? And then she kicked him out in the morning. (sighs) And then he got cancer, right? Yeah, he got got an aggressive cancer that killed him really quickly. Yeah. Fucked his whole world. Just bad. (laughs) I told Josh we need to go out there, but he does not. He wants to go to the bar, but he doesn't want to go to the house. No. I'll follow in the car behind. You go home with her. I'll follow in the car behind. You talking to me? And I, <laughs> I, you know, you have an escape plan. No. <laughs> Hell no. That No, it can't happen. <laughs> you want to hear about another hell no? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this isn't an end of the world story, but it's something that could happen that could make you think the world is ending. And most people don't know about this phenomenon. And it's a known phenomenon. It's not a paranormal phenomenon, but it's uh, definitely not completely explained yet. So the headline is residents fear world is ending when hellish 140 degree heat burst descends on Copperall, Texas in 1960. This comes from Altered Dimensions. An outside temperature of 120 degrees would be nightmarish. I, by the way, have been in 124 degree temperature um, heat in Phoenix, and it does suck. I think I had 126. Anyways, a temperature of 130 degrees would be hellish, and surely a temperature of 140 degrees would be unsurvivable. Uh, what? But 140 degrees. It happened happened in Texas in 1960 during a rare weather event called a heat burst. Heat damaged crops. The the citizens of Copperall, a small Texas town, tucked into a bend of the (laughs) Bozeman River. (laughs) Sorry. 
Sorry. Bless you, buddy. <laughs> Still talk about the hellish event, referring to the meteorological anomaly as Satan's storm. Weather records prove the event truly happened. It's not a myth. And at the time, citizens believed the apocalypse was descending upon them. Today, we know the day after scene of unbelievable devastation was caused by a weather phenomenon known as a heat burst. Now, here's the story. It was a warm night in on Wednesday, June 15, 1960, with clear skies and flickering of lightning on the horizon. The sun had set and the temperature settled at about 70 degrees. Without warning, a tremendous wind swept through Copperall with gusts topping 75 miles per hour over a wide area of the town. Shit. Historic news accounts tell that the trees were uprooted and the roof torn from a local store. Suddenly, the temperature shot up 30 degrees, rising from 70 degrees to over 100 degrees in just minutes. Fear erupted when the temperature continued to climb. Soon, thermometers began bursting as temperatures rose above 130 degrees in less than an hour. Residents woke awoke when their air conditioners shuddered to a stop when transformers throughout the area overheated. Many rushed outside thinking their homes were on fire. Witnesses recall stepping outside into heat so high their throats burned and they could barely breathe. Lightning continued to flash overhead with terrified parents wrapped their children in wet sheets to cool them down. Residents stood in helpless Stank panic, stark panic, as temperatures hit an unimaginable 140 degrees. Old timers recall their parents collapsing to the ground in fits of terrified screams, believing the world was coming to an end. Uh, says line of storm clouds rolling away. Oh, that's that's sorry, that's the picture. This is the caption for the picture. Uh, by the morning, the temperature had stabilized. When daylight al- allowed, farmers ventured in their fields where they found their crops had been scorched, as if an unseen hand had flailed a lit match across the landscape. Huh. Corn crops had been blazing green the day before were now cooked. Cotton fields were carbonized, leaving only burnt stalks standing. Leaves on trees, shrubs, plants crumbled to dust at the with a mere touch or dusting of light wind. At the time, they didn't know what it was, but now they know it's this weather phenomenon that has had verifiable events in Georgia, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Minnesota, Nebraska, Oklahoma, South Dakota, and Wisconsin. Wow. Says it's not fully understood, but they think that it has to do with the storms collapsing in on themselves and rushing down and the cold air heats itself. Um, they said uh, the first time they have a recorded incident was in 1909 at 3am it rose up to 136 degrees in Oklahoma the highest a heat burst in Abadan, Iran caused temperatures to soar to 189 degrees in mere minutes but it says since degrees. 2006, there have been increasing occurrences of heat bursts throughout the world. To date, unfortunately, to date, none have occurred over heavily populated areas. But goddamn! So, what do you guys think of that? 
what would you do if you woke up and you went to bed? It was like 70. You woke up in the middle of the night. All of a sudden, it was almost 140 degrees outside. Shit, I don't know. It's fucked. I don't even know what I'd do. You could do. Just be like, oh, it's hot. (laughs) It's so hot. Fucking turn on the air. It's hot. (laughs) Fucking start whining. (laughs) Yeah, that's all all you can do. It's like a millennial. Why is it hot? This is bullshit. (laughs) You should have voted for Bernie. Uh, this would have never happened. Bertie, you got the nod. Never. Yeah. I do have a, uh, I do have an election story. <laughs> oh, an fuck election yeah. story. An election story. Oh. oh, never mind. We don't want to hear. It. No, I'm just mystic. <laughs> mystic Chinese monkey predicts Trump victory. Wow, mystic Chinese <laughs> monkey. Harambe strikes again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, this comes from the Times of India, or the India Times. We don't um, Indian. Yeah. As political pundits furiously pour over polling data this weekend, this was written at the end of last week, a soothsaying simian in China has already declared Donald Trump will win Tuesday's election. Processing, or possessing the lofty title King of Prophets, the alleged clairvoyant creature named Jida gained fame over the summer for successfully predicting the winner of the 2016 European Football Championship. I remember that fucking monkey. Clearly still... What? I remember this fucking monkey. Yeah, Yeah, keep going. Clearly still wishing to share his gift with lowly humans who cannot forecast the future, (laughs) Jeddah was summoned by his handlers at the um, at an ecological tourism park this week to render a verdict on next week's hotly contested election. Clad in a yellow shirt featuring his regal moniker, Geta was presented with two life-size cutouts, one of Donald Trump and one of Hillary Clinton. They were actually standing behind podiums and he was sitting in the middle. After serious consideration and using what his keepers called deliberate thought, Jita ultimately indicated that Donald Trump will be the next president of the United States. Wow. Since Jita is unable to speak to humans, we can only guess at what etheric visions allowed the monkey to make this decision. That said, his choice appeared to be particularly enthusiastic as the creature not only gave the nod to Trump, but climbed atop the cutout and planted an enormous kiss on the faux face of the GOP nominee. Wow. (laughs) So yeah, according to Jita the prophetic monkey, Trump is gonna win. Damn, Jita. That's my monkey, what you want to know about the future? (laughs) Monkey, I'll tell you. Ask my monkey anything. Don't, don't spike the monkey. I've <laughs> heard uh, octopuses predicting the future and other stuff like that. So I mean, maybe he knows. Fuck. I don't know. He just wants a fucking snack. Yeah. <laughs> he wants. Yeah. His deep thought wasn't really deep thought. It was like him scratching his nuts, looking around. 
throwing Smell his finger and then run throwing a, a lot of shit. <laughs> <It's>, yeah, <laughs> that's it. It's only deep thought. Where can I stick this poo? Oh my God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> little poo slinger. Poo slinging. So, um, before we get into your stories, a couple of your stories, Eric. Mm-hmm. Um, I mentioned to Josh about the mirror incident. <laughs> yeah. I want to hear it. I want to hear. Why don't you yeah. tell everybody on the show <laughs> about that? We, uh, Eric and I went on an or Eric invited me on an investigation over the weekend at a place up in Atchison. And when we first got there, he was showing me around it just down the first hall. Something happened. We weren't even in the... <laughs> we weren't even doing anything. It was like 10 seconds in this whole deal. I will note that I was leading. I was the first in line. So, uh, you know, bravery right there. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> You knew the place. That's why you were first in line. I've never true. been there before. True. That is true. I guess I didn't know it that well because I go down the hallway and there's a big ass mirror on my right hand side and it's such it was a big mirror, it looked like a door in the dark. And then when I turned to like start to turn right to face that doorway, there's a fucking mirror and I see me staring at me. And I just like lost my shit for like three seconds. I probably I have it on video. Yeah, Do you, you really? I can step so hard I hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I shared it with him on Facebook, but I'll share it publicly now that it's publicly out there. Yeah, he's like, share it. He's like, yeah, I have I at least one that. breakdown, meltdown per per investigation, so I don't know. I like to um, keep it consistent, though. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Everybody I also, was... damn. I also mentioned to him to Josh that I had you do your very first ever isolation session. Yeah, it didn't go well. Didn't dig it. Go well. No, it didn't go well at all. I wasn't excited about it. Uh, There's a lot of visual cues in that room that were, you know, messing with me. Yeah. So let's Uh, break down for the audience real quick what an isolation session is. This is something me and my group have done for a long time. We'll stick somebody in a room by themselves. I try to pick the darkest area I can usually, uh, or an active area, either one. But in this case, I wanted to pick a dark area, so I picked the kitchen. And they're in there by themselves, and they have a camera on them, a live camera. And everybody else is out of that area and back wherever the camera monitor is watching him. And I go first because it was my idea. They were like, they want to draw straws. They want to do all this stuff. Sure. That's my idea. I'll go first. So I did my 15 minutes sitting in the dark. And then it was Eric's turn. And you come back. You give me, I tell you that usually, I didn't do this when I did mine. I didn't tell you guys to watch for a signal, but with you, I said, if, if you feel uncomfortable, if you want somebody to come rush back there to give us the thumbs down on the camera. So what happened when you got back there? I walked you back there even. It turned off the uh, lights. And the thumbs down? I gave you the thumbs down before you even got back to the TV screen. <laughs> yeah. but what happened? There was some bitch. I was... I was scared. I ain't gonna lie. And I was trying to get my bearing straight of what I'm gonna do. And I was trying to get my voice recorder to turn on. So I had my the light or a little bit of light I had to get my digital voice recorder on. And this girl starts talking to my left. And there wasn't a girl in there. And you oh, just got them shit. telling me you just watch shadow figures walk around the fucking kitchen. 
so thumbs down. Yeah, that's what I witnessed while I was back there. I saw different shadows moving around while I was back there. Shouldn't have seen that. There's nothing back there to make shadows. <laughs> should not have seen that. There was, there was uh, an exit sign around the corner of this big kitchen. So off to the right of where we were sitting, it was illuminated by just a, like a little, little red dot that gave just enough light sure. that you could see shadows from time to time. Shit. But That's after he stuff. heard that, he did not turn off the light again. Nope. We, will you it. do it again? If you get, are you? If I come on investigation, I'm gonna expect it to be done. Yeah. Well, to be honest with you, I've been thinking about it since that night, and I did like a little, little bitch. It's <laughs> and, definitely nerve wracking. But it's a whole but, new nerve wracking. I think that's part of the point, though. But I will say, I don't know what it was. I mean, yeah, I'm I'm a skittish. I'm skittish, I guess, because obviously I free I have one freak out per investigation. Before we, <laughs> we've already deemed that to be fact. But like at the Sally House, I sat there in the basement for 45 minutes one time yeah. by myself. But I don't find the basement that scary. And some people would but consider that the like kitchen, the kitchen. Yeah, I mean, in the kitchen, there was I, there was there was knives behind me on the wall. Oh fuck! I've seen movies. <laughs> and there was so, like, I've seen movies. What, goddamn it. what would have another person standing there next to you have done about the knives? I don't know. It's just like uh, you know, just like comfort. I don't know. All right, I'll I'll let you off on that's. That's good enough. But how, what, about, what about your stories? We don't have to talk about your freak out anymore. No, we can't. It's fine. I mean, shit, I think it's funnier than hell. <laughs> no, I, I like that tactic because we all three had different experiences we may not have had if we weren't doing those. Yeah, because you saw shadows, and then I heard a female. I heard twice. One, and the light was on, and I heard it this, the second time. Shit. And then Justin heard footsteps upstairs in the conference room, and then he also heard footsteps around him down there somewhere so we all had three different experiences but um I guess my story is let's see here uh the New Ham Park Hospital and Orphanage is a 99,000 square foot labyrinth of corridors hallways hospital wards chapels and mortuaries and when you consider the building's turbulent 138 year history it's no surprise the location is crawling with paranormal activity the institution opened its doors in 1874 to 321 orphan children, all of whom lived in the building under some pretty cruel conditions. At its peak, there were over a thousand kids living together inside the cold, gray building, often neglected and uncared for. Damn. Since its closure, the paranormal teams have flocked to the hospital, hoping to make contact with the spirits inside. And many of them have been successful, experiencing phenomena that range from hearing the phantom sounds of children laughing to witnessing tall shadow figures skulking up or, or skulking up and down the abandoned corridors. It's not uncommon for visitors to report the sensation of being watched or to even feel their clothing being gently tugged on by a pair of unseen hands. One of the most common reports is that of a small child on top of the floor, on top floor of the corridor, uh, shadowy figures on Ward G. The brave investigators who sneak down the basement have recorded mysterious dragging noises emanating from the dining room, even when the room... Dragon? Dragon? Dragging. Oh, okay. Like I get excited guy. about dragging. Dragons. Yeah, I guess so. You got, I mean, you jumped right in there. No, I don't get super excited. I just thought it was funny. We've talked about dragons a couple times on the show. <laughs> That's what I was just heard like thinking, that. man. That's what they heard. <laughs> 
I heard that, and then I heard myself fire. Um, the, the latest piece of spooky evidence comes from the group of 29 investigators who recently spent the night exploring the dark Jeez, hallway. that's a big group. 20 fucking, fucking big group. nine. Way big. That's like, that's about, it's not as big as the, at Fort Osage. Fuck. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Everybody Damn. and their brother at Fort Osage. <laughs> um... It wasn't until when the event goers returned home from the hunt that he realized two mysterious visitors had photobombed their group photo at the end of the night. Uh, it looks like upon inspecting the photograph yesterday morning, I noticed almost immediately the girl in gray in the center of the image and then a face directly below her. Um, if we included the gray girl in the face below her, that gives us a body count of 32 people, which was impossible because there were only 30 people in the, on the premises at the time. Yeah. So if you look closely, you can see one of them is a clear, like just like someone standing there, and then the other is just like kind of hunched down below. Um, there's a video, or there's a picture here. Um, he says he hasn't manipulated the image. Yeah, he said he hasn't manipulated the image in any way. He said, quite frankly, I'm computer illiterate, and I couldn't successfully use Photoshop anymore. I'm like a fly 747. Wow. Um, but yeah, I, I can try to tag or send the, or put it on the ectoplasm show. But yeah, there's a face. A gray face, you can see hair, you can see the part in the hair, then right below her you can see kind of like another face looking around on the from somebody's shoulder. I've never caught anything quite like that. No. I tell you what though, I don't know why it is, but I'm always more creeped out after the fact. Like the next I would, day I couldn't understand a thing you just said. Motherfucker. Did you hear yeah, that? You your that. your video Turn off your video. Your video has been frozen for like the last twenty minutes. So okay. maybe if you turn off the video, I'll be able to hear. We'll be able to hear you better. Is that better? Can it you seems to be so far. So. So what I'm saying is, I'm always. I always tend to be freaked out more the next day. Like finding a photograph like that would fucking freak me out. Because you had no idea at the time that anything was going on. It's the exact same thing with like yeah. EVPs, shit like that. You have no fucking clue, you know. It's weird. Yeah. It, yeah, it brings a whole new creepy level to it when you're like doing the evidence review and you're like, "Holy shit!" Yeah, that was there the entire time. Exactly. Bizarre. Fucking bizarre. I think I'm over that though. I think I'm over that thought because I think about that while I'm on investigation. Do I think you? about. If we're ki- if we're catching stuff, it's going to be found when I listen back. I think about that actively, and I think it makes it so. When I do find something, I've already thought that it might be there, so yeah. it doesn't necessarily freak me out as much. I don't know. I guess I never think about it. Like, oh, man, what if we're catching this right now or whatever? I just don't. I can't. I don't know. I didn't catch any of that. Yeah, we can't make out anything you're saying, man. This sucks. Can you hear me at all? I can hear you. Yeah, I can hear you now. Fucking Iowa it's internet. Got, it's yours because I, Eric is hasn't glitched once. No, I hear you guys. Me. I hear you guys fine. This is bullshit. Well, as long as you can hear us fine, then yeah. the recording is fine. So yeah, the that's recording fine. is fantastic. <laughs> All right, well, I'll get into another story here. Go then. for it. 
Canadian military plane investigating mysterious ping near Igloolik from the Arctic seafloor. This comes from latinpost.com. The Canadian military has carried out an investigation into the source of a mysterious noise coming from the seafloor in the remote Arctic. People from the community have also reported that there was less marine life than usual. The sound is a mysterious pinging sound coming from the seafloor in the Arctic and it's unknown. Cause is baffling the Canadian military and hunters who blame it for driving their prey away. Paul Quassa, an assembly in the Canadian territory of Nunavut, blames the noise for di- driving animals away. Anyways, says it's one of the major hunting areas in the summer and winter, and <clears throat> the sound described as pings, hums, and beeps were heard in Fury, which is the name of the town there, in Helica Strait, roughly 120 kilometers northwest of the hamlet of Igalik throughout the summer. The Canadian Department of National Defense told CBC that it has been made aware of the strange noise in an ACP-140 Aurora aircraft was sent to investigate the strange noises. According to the Guardian, the air crew performed various multi-sensor searches in the area, but failed to detect any acoustic anomalies. According to the government of Canada, Aurora was sent under the mandate of Operation Limpid and described it as a routine domestic surveillance of Canadian air, land, space, and cyber domains. Paul Kwasa, a member of Igalulik of the Legislative Assembly, has belief in mind that the military department will keep investigating on in touch with the hunters about their new findings. He reported that the noise is apparently stopped after the Canadian military investigation and no, nothing has been proven yet, so we'll be watching the story. Uh, so yeah, there was this weird noise coming from under the Arctic ice on the seafloor in northern Canada. Oh yeah, nothing to worry about. Just uh, go home, don't you know? It, you know, it <laughs> could go. be. It could be any, any, probably a Russian sub, or a U.S. subs. Something they could travel under the ice there. They'd be so fucked. The harbinger of World War Three. Could be North Korea. Hello. Oh, you have any goddamn idea how fucking busy I am? Their, I don't think they have subs. Oh, Not that you know of. It's powered by a... Uh, a bunch of North Koreans there. Bicycle. Just yeah. <laughs> just peddling the little parts out. Are uh, you there, Josh? I'm here. I'm here. Can you even hear me at all? Thank so you, you. want to go investigate northern Canada? Can't even fucking hear noises? me. What? You can't even fucking hear me, can you? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Damn it. Why did you already say that? No. No. I, I'm going to blame it on Eric. It's Eric's fault. I will take it. I will take the fault. I blame Iowa. 
Yeah. The whole too. fucking state. Yeah. I was to blame for a lot of things. That's what I'm saying. What are you still doing there? I don't know. It's cheap living. Do you have any stories that we might be able to hear? No. No? We've <laughs> got nothing over here. I got jack shit nothing. Right, Eric, I got, got a shit-tastic internet I got connection. once. I got another story. You got your shit-tastic internet over there. <laughs> uh, let's see. A house in Uslet, Ohio, is arousing interest from ghost researchers from, because the owner claims that she has seen two ghosts porking with each other in the living room. Oh, God, Not yes. Porking. Like, like D- so. Donking. Yeah, I get it. They're donking. Like pork rinds. Yeah, donkey, pair donkey, with each other. Oh, I love Just it. all ghost <laughs> Diane Carlisle claims that she has seen the afterlife of more going on in the living room, which seems to be more of a living and dead room. It looked like looks like the ghosts were having sex. She told Fox affiliate in Cleveland. You can see the ladies' high heeled shoes. If true. This represents an extraordinary development in paranormal research, according to an Ohio-based investigator, David Jones. <laughs> he must this, not have heard of the hundreds of other stories of this. Anyways, go ahead. Right, yeah. This has never been reported before, Jones told Huffington. Not true. Oh, yeah, uh, from Post uh, Weird News. It would be interesting to know more about the house, especially uh, Carlisle's D.C. sister, who supposedly left a voice message after, from the afterlife. However, I don't think that has anything to do with the sex, but I do wonder how long it's been going on. So he was watching his dead sister have sex in his living room. Ew. No. <laughs> Denise. Well, the girl that reported it thinks it could be her sister. Banging. <sighs> um, but this David Jones, just an investigator who also... So she was watching her, her sister have sex <laughs> in her living room. Yeah, so it's like incestual lesbian, which I guess I'm okay with. I'm okay with it. <laughs> I'm okay with it. <laughs> I, I feel okay about so it. So on our investigation <laughs> over the weekend, yeah, you said at one point when you were laying on the floor in the brothel, you felt something weird. No, I did feel it. I, I shit you not. Like I had the, um, the SB7 going. Trying to do the ice, like, or whatever we were doing, you know, where I listened to the. You had your headphones and we could. The headphones, yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I laid down on the floor, and you guys were by the bar, and something was messing with my zipper and belt. Like, and I was trying to watch my breathing. It's like, well, maybe because I'm laying on the floor, my breathing's different. You know, maybe it's my belt expanding or loose. I don't know. So the whole time I was down there, pretty much. I was waiting for it, and I was like, so I had my eyes closed, blindfolded, so I didn't see anything weird, but I was like, okay, if I get up and my belt is almost unlooped or whatever, my zipper is down, I was like, okay, that's going to be some freaky shit. <laughs> but then you heard something fall in the back room, so we got up and went that way. Yeah. But, yeah, it was going on for a good, I mean, two, three minutes, I felt something on my zipper and my belt. And that was, that was pretty crazy in itself. Damn. How do you feel about ghost sex, Josh? I love it. Ghost sex between ghosts or sex with a ghost with you? I've never had sex with a ghost. No, but which would you which which is do you find I would, interesting? I would love to see two ghosts just railing it. You know what I'm saying? 
I want to see that. I want to see that. Why is there... Why You got a thermal and you're going, why is that spot getting hotter? That's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> that, that's what she said. Exactly. Well, I wonder if ghost can ejaculate. I'm sorry my mind went there, but you said thermal. I think I've actually... <laughs> And then, well, that's, like, that's what our show's <laughs> named after. Yeah. Ectoplasm. Yeah, yeah. Good. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, I don't know, man. There is a guy that I oh. did a, that I talked about when I did this show. Um, There's always a guy. That he claims that he can help you conjure a succubus or an incubus, whichever one you want, to come. What? And have relations with you. Why the fuck would you ever want to do that? That has got to be a documentary. That is a demon. Yeah, don't they get kind of rapey? That's what I'm saying. They get rough and stuff, man. I mean, it's not like, hey, let's make it consensual and let's both bang. No. I'm going to wake you up middle night and you're going to be sleep paralysis and I'm going to stick two ghost fingers up your butt. Well, I guess two ghost fingers up consensual if you are inviting it in. Well, yeah, but it's not like it's going to bang you right then and there, I don't think. It's going to wait a couple According days. According to him. Oh, well, I mean. It can be summoned then and there. I don't know. I would be very, very. Experience. I would be careful if I were the demon. I would be very careful because there are some clingy motherfuckers out there. You know what I'm saying? She'll be calling like every other day. Just, oh, I don't know. Then they want to pick now. So, like, if you can catch something. Yeah. STD wise from the demon yep. like will your dick look like the exorcist later on like gone you know that will be the outbreak the virus to end all yeah people. you get, That's you get it. zombie dick okay. zombie dick yeah it'd be fucked look it up <laughs> <laughs> I wanna <laughs> see it so doctor what happened uh well <laughs> playing the Ouija board decided I was gonna get a little smart mouth and fuck the demon <laughs> this will happen I done fuck the demon Awesome. Can you give me some kind of cream or not? <laughs> There's some topical ointment that so I should be the, using. So uh, the super religious people from the past, and probably still currently, were always right. Oh, get out of here. They were always right. No, they're about demons with sex oh. equals demons. It's going to be the end oh. of everybody. Sex. Goddamn sexing. <laughs> All right, listen to this report. Let's listen. This comes from phantomsandmonsters.com, and this is a lady writing in a report. Um, A 47-year-old man from Australia wrote in to tell of something bizarre he observed in a doctor's office. There's his story. I'm in Perth, Western Australia, and experienced something in or around... July 2010 I had been having a few medical issues and was waiting at my local pathology clinic for a glucose tolerance test which takes around two hours for three separate samples I had arrived at 8.30am and was fourth in line so I began reading a magazine my turn came and I gave my first blood sample then glucose concentrate to drink Then I was told to wait in the reception for an hour before they could take my next sample. During this time, I observed a young lady walk up to the front door, look inside, then walk away. She did this three times during 
during the first half hour I was waiting for the next sample. On the fourth, she came in, didn't take a ticket, but sat down anyways. This young lady was around six feet tall, very pale skin to the point it was almost white, was extremely thin, but I wouldn't say anorexic, and wore those same sunglasses like movie stars wear when trying to not to be noticed. Something about her seemed rather different, but I couldn't quite pick out what. Although her arms did seem longer than usual, at least the average hand's worth of extra length, I had the distinct impression she may not be entirely human, so just off chance, I thought to myself, you're not from around here, are you? While not obviously observing her. At that moment, she whipped her head around and looked directly at me, then stood up and hurried out the door in a particularly awkward fashion, much like a puppet on stage with its arms outstretched slightly in front. What? Quite a spectacle to observe, and others outside looked and stared as well. What? At that point in time, when she looked directly at me, the sun reflected from behind her off her sunglasses and directly towards her eyes, illuminating them. Those eyes were large. I could not make out the color of the iris if there was one, but those eyelids were around 45 millimeters wide and about the same in height. I saw no reflection off the eyes themselves. When it came time for me to provide another sample, I mentioned the situation to the woman conducting the test, and he had said he had known her for around five years at this point, and was told, I know who you're talking about, and she needs specialized blood treatment, but keep it to yourself. Huh. My father used to work for the same company doing biological transport as a courier. She knows my father. I've just had cause to go for another blood sample on January 7th of 2016 and we'll be having another GTT test this week. I hope to see the same young young lady again. But I've never heard of a... I mean, I I know there's weird blood things out there, but this lady didn't even like check in at the counter. Right. She just came in and sat there and she seemed to hear what he was thinking. It's pretty weird, dude. So what would you guys do? I know I would probably, I don't know what I would do. I, I guess I'd just do what he did, just sit there. Yeah, what else are you going to do? I couldn't hear you. Oh, I'd say, um, you going to take a number? <laughs> you said she sat down. <laughs> No. I've already been there for like 45 minutes. She's going to try to cut me. Saying, nah, nah, nah. Back uh-uh, of the line, ape. bitch. Nuh-uh, ape arms. Nuh-uh. <laughs> no, Not no. Not today. <laughs> Not today. Uh, I, already, I already drank my glucose Kool-Aid. <laughs> Not today, ape arms. Get your number. The way he described she was running. Yeah. Strange. It's really fucked up. I don't know, I'm there's, pretty freaked right now. I know there's a lot of weird people out there, and people, well, 
and it's, it's some you know a lot of it's not fair to call them weird because <laughs> if this is just a regular person yeah she's weird but obviously she has some kind of medical conditioner that makes it that way so it's kind of not fair to call her weird because you can't really help that but <laughs> this sounds a little more on more than that it definitely well, does yeah but she's going to a regular doctor so either that doctor knows about this alien conspiracy or is mind controlled but if she was doing something like that she wouldn't have to run out so it's possible and maybe she didn't take a number all maybe doctors she are in on it yeah and maybe she didn't take a number because she's like a frequent flyer you know what I'm saying the, like, I don't think she would be mistaken for somebody else. No, like she's there me. like all the fucking time, and yeah. She's like, she's like, bitch, I pay the rent here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're naming a wing after me. Yeah. Still, this is if she's there all the time, she would have to be used to looks. People looking at her weirdly. Yeah, maybe that's why she was wearing the sunglasses and all that stuff, though. Yeah, but it wouldn't. It wouldn't. If if that was the case, she, well, why would she run out of there? I don't know. Maybe she's sensitive. Maybe she had bubble guts, and it was just a coincidence. <laughs> Maybe could be. But the the lady knew exactly the the doctor knew exactly who he was talking about. Yeah. Well, the doctor was like, "Yo, her? Yeah, that's Wanda. She's fucking weird. Don't worry <laughs> oh, about that it. one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Let's talk about these diabetes you got here. <laughs> <laughs> that's Wanda. She's fucking weird." <laughs> you guys want to know how we're all going to die? I was just going to ask you if it was that magical time. Is it going to be an... It's going to be an isolation session. That's how we're Probably all going to die. Probably for you, yes. <laughs> ISO. Oh, fuck. I've had, I've had a ton of them, and everybody that goes with me does them. So nobody's died yet. If you die on one, we'll call it the uh, Innsbrenner Memorial Isolation Sessions. Ain't, I hope so. If he dies, ain't nobody going to do any more ISO sessions. <laughs> like, everybody's going to be like, <laughs> yeah. fuck that. That's not true at all. Fuck yeah, that. I'm going to make like, national news and, and then people going to come out and want to do that. And everybody's going to be doing it. They'll name a bridge after me. That's right. They're <laughs> <laughs> like... Here in Ash, and they'll be like, Millie Earhart, who? Who's <laughs> that? that? <laughs> We're going to name this bridge after Eric, because he fucking died looking for right. ghosties. Did you guys hear about that, though? They uh, they think that they may have found Amelia oh. Earhart shit? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Fuck. Bones. Yeah, crazy stuff. Well, then they're like, then they're saying that she made like over 100 radio transmissions, and then the plane had to have been in working order, or at least the engine could be able to fire up to get the radio to work. But people from like as far as like Australia, California, I can't even and then somewhere else in the States heard her radio transmissions SOS, but they're like, uh, what is this? Wow. And they just went yeah, so like she sent over a hundred and some of them were received, but nobody people that received them didn't know what it was. Sure. So. Damn. It's crazy stuff. Anyways are you guys scared of the Ruskies? Is it a hockey team? That's what I was going to say. Well, technically, yes, but no, it's the Russians. Oh. Oh. 
it's an old person term. I, I'm not older than you guys. So. <laughs> Y'all scared of the Ruskies? Headline. <laughs> World War Three. This little stretch of land is where global Armageddon could kick off. Oh, fuck. This comes from the Metro out of the UK. And here we go. I'll just read it. It's not very long. Have you remembered to buy ten food, tens of food for your doomsday bunker? Just saying. A global policy expert has highlighted one of the places where conflict between Russia and NATO is likeliest to break out, possibly sparking World War Three. Here we go. David, David A. Andelman, author of A Shattered Peace, Versailles, 1919, and The Price We Pay Today, says the Sulwaki Gap could be the focus of future conflict. The Gap is a 60-mile stretch of territory in the, in the Baltics, which links Russian Colin, Kaliningrad with Belarus, an ally of Putin. Western generals fear that if Putin advances across the Gap, he could seal off the Baltic states from the West rapidly in any conflict. Andelman says in an interview with CNN, if Vladimir Putin takes control of NATO's or takes comfort in NATO's waffling or doubts U.S. willingness to spring to the defense of the Baltic republics, it's here any shootout between NATO and Russia could start, or even World War III. Fuck. There are f- there are few more vulnerable spots around NATO's entire perimeter of the Sawaki Gap. Um, and there's a critical rail line separating Poland from Lithuania linking Russian... Oh, that's what it is. It's a rail line area. That's why it's there. Last month, Russia showed off a new nuclear missile, which it boasted could devastate an area the size of Texas. Damn. Earlier this month, 40 million Russian citizens took place in the biggest nuclear war drill since the end of the Cold War, donning gas masks and preparing to flee to bunkers. Russian media has fanned the flames still further with newspapers such as... uh, some. I, I can't read the name, but the name of the newspaper predicting direct military confrontation between Russia and the West. This seems to be something I have an article on every week now. Yeah. Between the U.S. and Russia. And I've been seeing all this different stuff about supposed military movements of NATO and Russia and how they're jostling for positions all over over there in Western Europe, Eastern Europe. Damn. A, a, one single bomb that could take out the size of the area the size of Texas. Do you think if something like that hit Texas, let's say just right in the middle of it, yeah, and we're up in Canada, you know, what they could affect us, like the radiation or the waves or whatever? It depends on what time of year and the jet stream. It, stuff like that but if the jet streams rise right it could definitely most of our storms in the springtime 
come from the southwest. Uh, you know, uh, more like Nevada and uh, not Nevada, um, Arizona and New Mexico. Yeah. But sometimes it swings further where it comes straight up from the south, and we could definitely have something brought up. I've always wondered who the hell thought there's there's a nuclear power plant in Kansas, powers part of Kansas City, called Wolf Creek, and it's exactly southwest of Kansas City. Yeah. If it ever had a meltdown the jet stream most likely would bring all of that straight to Kansas City. Just right over the top mm. of you. Yeah. Fuck. But I, I don't think... It, they can boast they have that big of a bomb. If one bomb is goes off, they all, they're all going to be launched. I mean, that's just the truth of it. So the, the thing I think we have to worry about when it comes to like a singular event would be yeah. these mini nukes or briefcase nukes even. Yeah. Because it's something the size of that bomb is launched. Everybody's going to be launching their nukes. So it won't really matter where we're at. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. This is scary, guys. Oh, so I, I think the new president is going to have to deal with this no matter you no matter what. I was just going to so say either it all Ignore depends. it. It all depends on or who you vote week. for right now, today. Or they'll be overly strong towards it, and I don't think either is good. I don't. I don't know. <sighs> I don't know either. Well, doesn't Trump and Putin get along? Yeah, or I think they so. do. But that Ish. doesn't mean that they get they got along when Trump was a businessman not when he was a politician well he's gonna run this United States like and a I business yeah and I don't know well but that doesn't mean that he's gonna act exactly like a businessman and I don't know when um you know you don't I you can't tell if all if any story online is true or not but I've seen different stories quoting Putin saying that he fears that if Hillary gets in the presidency that there will be another war. Yeah. I don't know if that's true or not. True quote, but I do think personally that if Hillary gets in there, it may not lead to another war, but I think that our front of power or strength towards people like Putin is going to be diminished and they'll take even more. The Middle East will take even more than what they're already taking because they see us as weak. Yeah. And I don't know if, Russia, if Trump will be much better. I don't like Trump at all. Um, but I definitely think another Democratic president will make us look even weaker. But yeah. that's just my personal opinion. Yeah. I just understand how all the people in the United States, we got down to these two yahoos. This is what I'm saying, dude. It's because Man. it's all planned. It's all planned. All of it. My buddy, he had a pretty good theory. I wish I, could, I wish I could take credit for it, but he blames reality TV. So back in the day when Survivor Big Brother came about, I guess you could call them the first reality TV shows. Yeah. I guess around that time. So people got to look into other people's lives and they put normal people on TV and 
made him go through obstacles and whatever and do just like a, like a game show type deal. And you got to peek into their lives to see who they were. And then comes about real world. And then comes about um, celebrities wanting to act like these reality TV shows. So now you got to keeping up with the Kardashians and whatever. So now you're peeking in on celebrities' lives and getting a peek on them. And it leads to these people... Uh, a mindset of the, the millennials, I guess, where it's just, you know, everybody's so infatuated with what everybody else is doing, and just the reality TV is taking over everything, really. And now you have the media in control of everything, and they're like, let's put these two assholes up here <laughs> and then watch what happens. Yeah. 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 We were drinking some beers, you know, back road cruising one time, and that's where it came about. Like, well, that's not a bad fucking theory. It's really not. Yeah. I could hop on board with that shit. Yeah. Easily. Well, let's see. Uh, watch the world burn. Yeah, exactly. Yahoo's up here. Ugh. Fuck. It's going to be a mess, guys. I tell you this much, though. As much of a fucking mess it's going to be, I'm going to be glued to that fucking television set all night long promise no. I promise it's gonna happen god damn it this is what I'm saying Koopsik what do you think buddy we're all gonna die yep we're fucked right <laughs> we're, we're all gonna die uh, 913-730-7255 shoot us a text give us a call leave us a voicemail we're uh we're also instagramming we're tweeting at Ectoplasm Show. The Ectoplasm Show on Facebook. Uh, ectoplasmshow.com. Ectoplasmshow at gmail.com. Fucking get a hold of us. Let us know what's up. Rate and review us on iTunes for your chance to be in the drawing for some Ectoplasm swag. Have you read those lately, Koopsik? I have not. Uh, not since last week, but I will have them for next week. All right. I got to get on there and read some of these some bitches. See what's up. Yeah. And honestly, though, like you guys, if you guys get on there and you rate and uh, throw a review up there, um, all that's going to do is basically help people find the show. Uh, it just makes us easier to find for other people as well. So you're doing us a big, big favor. In doing that, and hopefully getting some swag or swag or however the fuck you like pronounce that in the process. So we do appreciate it. Hey, you got a EctoFan One. I've forgot to mention that. I don't know if you guys watched the chat. EctoFan One popped in the chat room. No, I didn't see that. Hi, guys. Long time no see. Good to hear your voices. I don't know if you guys know who that is or not, but what up? I'm not what up? sure who EctoFan One is. Because they just put Ecto Fan One. At least they put their name as uh, our fan. They're is, the number one fan. Is Ecto Fan One? Is that? Uh, uh, is that Jesse? I don't know. I don't either. Let us know who you are, Ecto Fan One. We knew it before. We've called him out before. Maybe. Yeah. We've talked about him before. Anywho, get your asses out there. And vote. Get that shit taken care of. Um, it's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. <laughs> Believe, me. Believe me. Believe <laughs> me. 
<laughs> Believe me, it's gonna be huge. Oh, I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. We'll talk to you all very, very soon. Peace out.